This is Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacey Rost on 710 ESPN Seattle. Second hour of Seattle Sports Night is here. Coming up in this hour, got a few people that need to be reeled in. We're going to have some fun at 8.15. And then, big if true, the Seahawks bringing in a pretty big-name free agent linebacker. We'll get into who that is. You may have heard. Because someone spoiled it earlier Mm. in the show. I'm sorry. I was just so excited. Beans were spilled. Just saying. It doesn't make it doesn't mean the segment isn't gonna be any. It'll less still be exactly. very lit. Yeah. Fire. All kinds of fire emojis. But uh we start off this second hour with Seahawks rookie minicamp beginning tomorrow at one thirty PM. The rookies are, are there. We we saw a full parking lot today. Uh but tomorrow it, it begins in earnest. And Jake, you have gone through a rookie mini camp in your day. Yes. And you know, you were just a, a fresh face farm boy arriving in the in the big farm apple. Boy. Farm boy. Wait, did you grow up on a farm, Jim? No. <laughs> you went to the big apple, see? The big apple. You got off the Amtrak and showed up with a goat on his shoulder. Yeah. And a and a, a piece of hay in his mouth. And a heart full of dreams. And <laughs> Yeah, it was very, very accurate. Yeah. Yes. I think that describes Jake perfectly. Yes. So you attended rookie minicamp with the New York Jets back in the day, Todd Bowles being your head coach. Yeah. What was the biggest thing you noticed about going from the college game to your very first rookie minicamp, going against guys who, who wanted a spot on the roster just as bad as you did? Yeah. I, for me, it was it was a, a unique situation because I came in as a minicamp tryout guy, and there's different levels. You're a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Then you're, there's your priority free agents that typically when you're a priority free agent, you're getting signed to a contract. And and at certain points, depending on the level or the priority of which they want to sign you, they're going to give you a, a signing bonus. A, you know, it could be anywhere from a 2 to a 5, a 10. And, you know, you've heard Jake Browning get a, you know, over $100,000 contract. So depending on the level of investment, those, there's that type of priority free agent. And then there is the mini camp tryout guys, kind of the afterthought to fill out Shout the out. day, right? To fill out the rest of the weekend uh, <laughs> in their bodies. And you have around 90 guys. And also you have veteran guys coming in as well that come to try out um, along with rookies. So it's kind of a hodgepodge uh, group of guys. And uh, and so for me, I was a rookie mini camp trial. I, on draft day, I was hoping to be a priority free agent. And two hours later, the longest two hours of my life after the draft, I finally got a call from the New York Jets. Um, and, uh, and if you know anything about the rookie mini camps is if you're an undrafted guy or if you're, or if you're a rookie mini camp trial guy, out of 90 players, there's typically only one to two players that end up getting signed to the roster. Yeah. And so your chances aren't very good. And so I was looking at it going, great, my, my career's over. I'm done. And this was a fun ride, and I gave it everything I had. And eventually when I got there that weekend, it was just like, you know what? If this is going to be my last three days ever playing football, here I am on an NFL field in an NFL facility getting an opportunity. And I was just literally – trying to soak up every moment of it. The helmet, putting it on, the locker room, like it's super cheesy, but it totally was my mentality, trying to appreciate That's a great mentality. everything that I had 
you know, in that moment and walking down the field and um, performed extremely well those three days. And uh, so much so that after those three days were over, I, um, you know, I was done. I, I went over, shook my, you know, coach's hands, and then I went to the GM and I shook his hand saying thank you for the opportunity. And he actually held my hand a little longer and kept me there and said, Boy, you know that's, what? That's a little awkward. No, 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 no just not, not, not in a creepy awkward. way. Not in a creepy way. And just then he winked me. at me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> then it got creepy. Uh, but, kept, you know, just stopped me from walking away from him and just said, hey, you've had an amazing three days and we're going we're gonna to sign you to a contract. And he told was, you right then and there. Yeah, and it was it was an exhilarating. You're going feeling. to Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> I got the gold. I got the golden ticket. It's a yes for me. That's guys. right. Yeah. So it was a very very cool weekend and experience. Got to you know Facetime my wife and my family as I was signing my contract. It was an amazing feeling and so many emotions to that. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I was able to experience it with the with the Seahawks and. Man, that was that was quite the experience. It was so much fun, and I did it twice. So I've I've been very experienced in these rookie minicamp situations, uh, and it, it, they're always emotional because you have three days to prove yourself. It's three days. You either prove yourself or you go home, and uh, and so a lot of guys are coming in there with everything they've got, uh, trying to do every little thing that they can. And it's also different. It's new. You mm-hmm. don't know what to expect from the coaching staff or what they're looking for, and you're trying to absorb a new playbook in three days and understand the language. It's like never speaking, you know, from an offensive perspective, for example, it's like walking in, you've always spoken English and they want you to be a master in Spanish in three days. And uh, it's very, very difficult. They don't have Rosetta Stone for playbooks? Uh, no, they huh. try to. They try, It's like their version of Rosetta Stone for three days. And they want high But they're coaches, so it's just like a basic slideshow. Exactly. With Microsoft Paint. They're exactly. like, I don't know, computers. <laughs> That's right. And the, and the crazy thing is they give you these installs with this new language. And they, you know, I'm talking about every every single position and they want you to take that information and go out there and apply it. And, and they want to see you know who can separate themselves from a physicality standpoint and also mentally. Who comes in the next day ready to go and understanding their plays and who can get it and who can grasp that offense and or defense and, and really pick up on stuff. And, and if you don't, you get left behind real fast. How much do you think coaches really kind of key in on those guys? Those guys that are going 100% day in, day out for this what's essentially to them a tryout yeah it's a combination of it all because everybody's given their effort a hundred percent effort uh guys know what's at stake here it's more of you know do they flash do they so shine uh show signs of flashing uh, of their talent and uh and so that's the biggest thing and that's what's what the seahawks ultimately look for is they try to accentuate the strengths and if your strengths pop and show on tape then they can say okay we can extrapolate that and we can magnify those you know those talents that you have and and so that's really what they're looking for because everybody's going to make mistakes and usually what you see in rookie minicamp at least from a quarterback perspective you're going to see a lot of spread guys going under center for the first time fumbling snaps you know struggling having those issues my my third year uh my third time going to rookie minicamp uh there, there it was me competing against a guy named Skylar Howard I don't know if you remember him he got signed from West Virginia for the weekend, and uh, poor guy struggled, struggled mightily to be able to take a snap, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, was you know cut. But that was to my benefit. So, <laughs> sorry, Skyler. That's yeah. right. That's Shout right. out Skyler tonight. Let's Whatever he's doing, yeah, he's maybe hosting evening radio wherever he's at. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. he is. <laughs> uh, but Jake, you know, you spending time with the Seahawks, also in a rookie minicamp situation. 
What do the Seahawks coaching staff, from your experience having gone through this, what did they look at most when it comes to guys who were in your situation too, where yeah. roster spot just wasn't guaranteed after the three days? What they're looking for is improvement. They're looking for from day one to day two to day three, how do guys improve and what does that jump look like? Because you can have a situation where a guy has shown an amazing day one, an amazing day two, or an amazing day three. But if they can't put it all together and have consistency, then then it just means that you're you're a guy that can show flashes of, of performance. They want to see consistency. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, again, going into that third year, there was another guy, me, Skylar Howard, and a guy named uh, Mike Birdsong, I believe so. That was what his last name. great name. And Birdsong, I, I'm, I am not kidding, he completed like 10 go balls through the weekend. 10 of them. It was, it was remarkable. He couldn't believe it. But then when you got to day three, when it was more of the scrimmaging, uh, he really folded in, in that situation. And so you had a guy that was really flashing, and you could see what, it, you know, what he his could, strength was. His strength was. And then when he had to put it all together in that day three, ultimately fell apart. So uh, that's, those are things that they're really looking for is the consistency factor. Uh, and for the draft picks, are they going to show you the things that they – you know, flashed in the draft process, and that's what you're looking for. Um, and hopefully, those guys can answer the call. Hopefully, you know your receiver group, DK Metcalf, can can be a man amongst boys out there. That's what you're going to be looking for him to do. Um, and and that's what I'm hoping that uh, these quarterbacks can really feed those guys the ball because I want to be really be able to have the opportunity to evaluate DK Metcalf, Gary Jennings, John Ursua. Um, and so it, it all kind of predicates off each other, and and you're trying to work together and You've never been around each other, and you're trying to trying to put it all together for, for three days. Was that third day usually a scrimmage? Like, if Seahawks fans are listening and they're saying, like, oh, I want to know when to, to tune in or to go on Twitter and to find some, some updates about, like, a scrimmage or whatever, is it usually yeah. that third day when you're going to get the kind of summation of a lot of the rookies that are there? Yes. So they, they always do team periods throughout, you know, the, the day one and day two and seven on seven, stuff like that. But day three is really kind of their mock game situation. So day three gives you a lot of your tells. final exam. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so, you know, when you're guy, when you're a guy like me in that situation uh, or a guy who's undrafted, uh, a, a mini camp tryout guy, those that's your day to shine. That's your opportunity to really show what you got and, and to put a final stamp. That's your last day to make an impression. And so the other part that's really hard is when you are in that situation, you don't know whether you're going to get cut, whether you're going to get signed, and you're just kind of lingering around on that field hoping that a scout, you know, if you're a guy that's already got a contract, you're trying to get the heck out of there, out of that building so no one talks to you. That usually means you're not going to get cut. So that was like when I was at the Seahawks my, my, you know, my first year and the second year, it was like – as soon as practice was over, I'm taking a dead sprint, shower, get the heck out of there, trying to beat them Dodging all, them. Right? They walk yeah. in the hallway, you're just... Hey, Jake, what's... No, 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 no. Oh, can't. I, no, sorry. Yep, sorry. Call. Yep. Ah. Yeah, but uh, when I was with the Jets, it was like, man, I, I don't want to leave this field. You know, I want someone to talk to me, and you can see that, and, and it's an emotional thing. It's hard. A lot of rookies with a lot of stake here in the next three days should be very interesting to watch at the VMAC. Couple more interesting things to watch. There are some people that just need to be. They need to dial it back a little bit. What are you talking about? The fans, or as the Graz father likes to call them, fanatics. 
Ultimately, that's he what they are, the right? Fanatics. The fanatics. Fans wow. are fanatics. Fan-a-maniacs. That's short for fanatics. So we, yeah. we've got some great examples here coming up for you. Exactly. And, <laughs> and two NFL fan bases that are, are known for some hypercharged fans, they make their statements known in a big way. That's coming up next. Curtis Rogers, Stacey Ross, Jake Eaps, Seattle Sports Night on 710 ESPN Seattle. You're listening to Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacy Rost. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on 710 ESPN Seattle. 15 minutes from now, big if true. Seahawks continuing to bring in free agent defensive players. This one filling a need at the pass rush position, the edge position, I guess you could say. He's a, a linebacker, but could play on the line here in Seattle. We'll talk about that coming up in about 15 minutes from now. Uh, but right now, here on Seattle Sports Night, by the way, you can listen to our show via the 710 Sports app, driven by your Puget Sound Acura dealers. But uh, some people out there in the sports world, they, they need to dial it back a little bit. They're at an 11. We need them to be at about a, a 6. I think that's a, a good a good place to be. My favorite part about one of the clips we're going to play is that we purposely didn't play it for Jake because I've not found it, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I made you listen to it. Yeah. How come Curtis gets to listen to it? Because he was I... here. I was here yesterday oh, okay. in the building. Okay. Yeah. And so, Stacy. You were out doing Jake things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever those things Top are. Whatever those things are, skin. that's what you were doing. Yeah. So, let's get started here. Now, Hockey, a sport we're all learning here in Seattle with the anticipation of the 2021 Seattle franchise and, and them starting up at the new key arena. Well, the WHL, that exists here in Seattle and also in Everett with the Thunderbirds and Silvertips. That league had their draft today. And if you don't know, the WHL is a league consisted of 16 to 20-year-olds, and they pick their teams from a pool of mostly 14 and 15-year-old uh, players from Rural or not, yeah, very rural Canada. Farm, farm kids. Like farm Jake. kids from, yeah. It's pretty amazing, right? Like the, the T-Birds, they, you know, all the players, they're going to Kentwood High School. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, the responsibilities that they have, it's it's pretty amazing to see, you know, how how this league goes and, and actual the actual fandom that is behind the T-Birds and, and the Everett team. And, and man, it's it can get heated. It's now, really nice that you say that because Curtis is about to make fun of children. Go ahead, Curtis. I am. So their draft <laughs> was today, which means it's kids who were born in like 2004. Okay. 2005. And <laughs> some of them have some wild names just because that's how kids get named these days. You got to outdo the other people in your age group when it comes right. to names. Uh, just some of the weird names that were picked today. Wait, go from least weird to weirdest. Least weird? Okay, I, I want the last one to be your favorite. Uh, well, there's a Hunter Mayo, which is an interesting one. It's Hunter just the Mayo May- part. Hunter, I feel like, is a name I've heard. Hunter like Mayo. There is a Kyle Clayton, but Kyle is spelled C-Y-L-E. Okay, now we're getting into... Kyle Clayton. Uh, like okay. Katie with a C. That's, yeah, that's like... Okay, I know this is a very basic na- name, but I'm going to try my hardest to make it unique. I'm going to, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go overboard on this one. I don't want to put like an I with a heart on a birth certificate, so I'm just going to do a C instead. There is a Dallin Peakycoot. That See, is his that's last the name. surname is what really yeah. is the strength of that. But name. Dallin is spelled D A L L Y N. 
Like the Dalen? Y, the Y in place of the I or an E in that. What okay. if it's Dalen? It could be Dalen. I think it's Dalen. What I'm if it's Dylan? it's Dylan? Well, there's also a Kylan Olafson, which Kylan has Ys in place of Ys. K Y. It's L Y. Only a matter of time until we get some kind of huge game with like Kalen and Braylon as well, opposing quarterbacks. There's going to be a probably a president Jaden at some point. That's the thing. The it's future. just these young kids yeah. now. They're now they're teenagers there out here in the world doing teenager things like r- driving and existing rylan roarsma and then here here's i'm getting this Rorsma. list from deadspin uh their number one weird name from this draft of yes. whl players oasis wiseblatt oasis spelled o-a-s-i-z oasis oasis <laughs> and what was Weis- the last name wiseblatt wiseblatt Oasis. Oasis. You just don't have a chance. Really. I mean, that's a good one. That's a, that's a one that you have to be an exceptional talent and player to overcome your name. That is one where your, your, your parents did not set you up well for life. Yeah. And so you have to work 10 times harder. And that might have been the plan. Son, we are going to give you the worst name ever. I think and there are. You, to overcome this, you have to work 10 times harder than everybody else. And you have to make it big. I would a million times over. That'd be a good strategy, over. Curtis. I might yeah. throw that out there at my yeah. number two, you, baby yeah, number got, two. You've got baby number two, Oasis. Way. I might try this one because Jackson right now, mm, he's not he's making me. Ha- he's not hitting the ball hard enough. He's not throwing it right with <laughs> the right technique. He needs to be challenged. That baby number two needs a challenge. He needs some grit and obstacle to overcome. Absolutely, the biggest and it's going to be his name. The biggest obstacle in Jackson's life right now is that the donut shop. The top hop yes. was moved. That was a really rough day, guys. That was a hard <laughs> moment for him. The best part of that story. Was him ask, telling everyone. Did you hear about this? Right. You're not going to believe what I went happened to, to I, me. I went to convince him to go get, uh, come with me to get my haircut to give his mom a break, and he was willing to do it as long as we went to the donut shop across the street. Understandable, very and understandable. Very smart move on his part. Very veteran move. And it's I just said, some, it's yes. Bargaining. Went there. They moved out of the shop, and he was not happy about Uh-oh. it. But he was Uh-oh. more angry than sad. And so he was he was telling everybody that came in through the through the uh, the haircut store or the salon or whatever you want to call it through sport clips uh, that he was going to find the donut shop and smash it. Uh, And so in that moment, I realized he's probably watching a little bit too much Avengers or Ninja Turtles, but. Uh, it, it was a pretty funny moment. Every, at least everybody thought he was kidding, but I know that he's serious. From the 253, as a teacher, except for the last player named, none of these are unusual, which yeah. I will agree with. In the, and I'll say that the names that kind of give me pause more aren't any of those. It's more of like um, like the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world Apple. naming their children nouns. You know, yeah. like, this is my daughter, Paper, <laughs> <laughs> and her brother, Staple. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what makes I, me kind of as, like oh. as a teacher 253 has the names i'm curious text us in has the names gotten weirder and weirder as times as time has gone on or have they always been a little strange to you that that's what i'd be curious because i just feel like every parent these days is trying to follow the trends too much of the celebrities we've got to have something a little bit well you try to throw in the wise because this i watch a lot of reality tv i've noticed on teen mom oh you throw in lots of wise because yeah. you've got to make it cutesy Gotcha. And us being the cutesies insiders here at Seattle Sports Tonight, <laughs> we know a thing or two about that. Uh, also, someone uh, just going at it 
is Stacy, you've heard this audio. I've heard this audio. Jake, yeah, you have Jake not heard it. this audio. Now this I is, hope you haven't. Yeah, this is a, uh, a D.C. area football fan who is taking exception uh, to Joe Theismann's number being used did you hear this? by Dwayne Haskins. No, I haven't heard the okay. sound, but I, I did see that uh, Theismann gave Haskins approval, which he is pretty did. cool. Now, really this, cool. <laughs> this football fan did not take kindly to that happening. Let's go to Tony in Long Island. Hey, Tony. Tony. Guys, how are you? Good, buddy. Um, this is why the Redskins are the Redskins. The numbers should be retired, and it's really not that complicated, okay? You put Joe Theismann, who was a Super Bowl MVP and the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl for this franchise where he's got to take a call from a mid-first-round pick asking for his number. That is buffoonery, okay? Nobody can call up the New York Yankees and ask them for Mickey Mantle's phone number or Mickey Mantle's number because he's Mickey Mantle. Okay? The, the, the reality is nobody should be wearing Monty Coleman's number, Daryl Green's number, Art Monk, Gary Clark, Dave Butts, Joe Jacoby, Russ Grimm. Retire these numbers and honor them properly. They are the only men to wear this uniform and give us joy and satisfaction, and then we had to face 30 years of misery. And now this mid-first-round pick is taking our numbers? Sean Taylor is dead. Honor the man. He was a franchise player. We shouldn't be giving that number to a New York Giants safety. Let him earn it. Let these guys get on the field and earn it. Put on different numbers. That's my take, guys. Sorry I had to be so loud. Don't you apologize to me, Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry I had to be so loud. Anytime I get in a fight with anyone, if they ever try to talk back to me and they say, Stacy, why did you do that? I'm going to say, because he's Mickey Mantle. <laughs> it's buffoonery. It's buffoonery. I'm First sorry off, for being so loud. I'll take your answer off. I knew this was going to be good the moment he said I'm from Long Island. Yes. Okay. I sent it to Jess immediately. Yes. Who also hails from Long Island. Yeah, okay, Long so, Island. Yeah, that right there, I, I knew I was in for something good. Second of all, Comparing hit Joe Theismann to Mickey Mantle. To Mickey Mantle. He's Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle cannot give his uniform up because he's he's deceased. He's yeah. gone. <laughs> no, you Jake, can't call Jake, him from the grave. Right. What are we that's doing? That's not why, Jake. It's because he's Mickey Mantle. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, <laughs> what Mickey are Mantle, you talking Jake. about? Uh, it's that, amazing. Dude, that I blew love my mind. And then the last part: Did I hear him say a New York Giants safety? Yes. So does he think Dwayne Haskins is a safety, I or think was he? He thinks no. He Landon, said he still considers Landon Collins to be a former yes. Giant. Oh, like that. Okay. How could you bring in this guy from an enemy team and then give him? I think I think Landon Collins has Daryl Green's former number. Gotcha. Okay. With Haskins, that, it was more of he's okay. not established. Yet. That makes sense. And you know what? Joe Theismann gave his approval. He didn't just the Redskins didn't just hand but him did the Tony? number to Tony. Yeah, Tony they in Long did. Island. Don't I mean go if you got a problem, Tony? Go to Joe Theismann. Don't go to the Redskins. Uh, uh, wow, that was incredible, and that goes to show you that there Dude. is the extreme fanatics out there in this Wild. world. Wild. 
Wow. I love that his name is Tony. It's exactly the name I imagine someone that sounds like that to have. He's Tony. a cab driver. Yeah, his name's Tony. Why? Yeah. Why do you care? I needed this. What's it to you? Yeah. I needed this today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate You're that welcome. sound. And then finally, uh, the Buffalo Bills, who are kind of the – they're – I mean, now with the Browns experiencing success – do you I feel, feel like, like the, the Browns and the Bills were the unpopular kids, but then the Browns kind of became a little popular? Like they were invited to sit at and the popular kids' table. For the Bills and now the alone. Bills are by themselves and they're like, oh no, I have to eat in the bathroom. Yeah. So, one thing about Bills fans well, is they know hold, how to have hold a Hold on, time. Curtis. It sounds like you have a little bit too I much don't, experience with this. No, no, I'm just kind of drawing from this funny okay. thing that I thought. Okay. All right. I, it just sounded a little too personal. Sorry, no, Curtis. Mean, the mean halls of Tai High School. Uh, but the Bills fans, they know how to have a good time regardless of how their team finishes the season. What they're kind of known for is in the stadium parking lot is body slamming folding tables. Well, really? Did you know this? I did not know this until you brought it up to me before the show. That yeah. was surprising. Bills Mafia, what they call themselves. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. the team is now charging fans a tailgating fee to kind of weed out the riffraff that comes through their tailgate lot, uh, which people are kind of Do expecting. we know how much the fee is? We don't quite yet, but now they're charging a tailgating fee, and unfortunately, I would imagine the numbers of folding tables that get body slammed going to it's going to drop down. So a sad oh, day in Buffalo. I yeah. want to start a GoFundMe for anyone that plans to body slam a table <laughs> and you need a tailgating fee. Let's let's take care That's of that. That's right. This could backfire on them because if that does happen and there's people that are fully supporting yep. Bill's Mafia, yeah, you, all of you a sudden can see this. Bill's Mafia, we ride together, we die together. That's we're right. all coming in. We're all bringing our folding tables. Exactly. Tony's going to be there. Tony. Yikes. And if you're the Bills, I mean, I understand for the safety risks of all this, but at the yeah. same time, your fandom, why would you try and uh, curb the excitement for, you know, look, you might not have a lot to look forward to in terms of playoff hopes, but at least you know you're going to have a heck of a tailgate. See? And that and look, can be the biggest who win can sometimes. blame exactly. a Bills fan for just Wanting at this to throw time themselves in the as just, a projectile exactly, like through a table. You know what I mean? Sometimes the best part of the game day for a Bills fan is before the game. Probably. I mean, you look at what they've done over the last couple of years. They got Josh Allen as their quarterback. It happens to everyone. It absolutely it happens to does. good people every day. <laughs> Coming up next, big if true, the Seahawks bringing in a linebacker who could possibly get after some quarterbacks. Does that give you an interest? Does that pique your interest? We talk about that next. Curtis Rogers, Seahawks insider Stacy Ross, the quarterback Jake Heaps, all here with you. Seattle Sports Night on 710 ESPN Seattle. You're listening to Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacy Rost. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on 710 ESPN Seattle. We need your questions. We can't survive without them. Send them now. <laughs> Ask us anything Do coming it. up. In about 10 to 15 minutes 7, 10, from 7, now. 10. Uh, what do you want to know about us? I mean, exactly. look, you guys are all just using us for our Seattle sports we knowledge. We feel That's used. Fine, but you guys don't want to get to know us per- on a personal level. I We're think people. it's rude. We're people, to too. To be honest. Yes. Yes. Uh, Seattle Sports at Night hosts our people, too. People. I'm in a really stressed place right now, and I need people to ask questions <laughs> to make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, yes. So. Uh, Stacy found out that, uh, what what is the situation again, that Megan and Harry... I don't want to talk about it. ...have unfollowed... Well, no. Okay, Megan and Harry... And Megan and Harry have an Instagram account, Sussex Royal. It's official. I do not think it's, like, run by them that is not following Kensington Palace, which is William 
and Kate. I don't know that they used to follow Kensington Palace, but they the the report is that they have unfollowed Kensington Palace. However, I don't think that this is. I don't think there's a rift. I think the two families are fine. I think it's just brothers living different well, lives. Last, and, really? You you just don't whatever, unfollow just someone on Instagram. Like, I mean, Josh Rosen was a perfect example of that. Exactly. I, I mean, was going to bring that up. So you think do they you Josh think... Rosen Will and Kate? Yes. What but I it's think... not personal. It's just you're moving on to a different part of your life, just like Josh. What so, I think Harry and Megan are doing, they're going to get traded in Miami. You think? Oh my gosh! You think William or uh, Megan and Harry are going to Miami? Yeah, I think gonna so too. Help, I think that's what this means. Yeah, I think David Beckham is like having. He's running an MLS team down there, or he wants to. Why not bring over some of your royal pals? Because he was at their wedding, right? It's true. I'll keep everyone posted. Exactly. I but, know this is the news you want to hear. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, right now, as we do each and every time on Seattle Sports Night, we look at. One of the biggest headlines of the day or, or something that somebody has said that makes us just want to say, well, that's big if true. And today it involves a free agent linebacker that Seahawks brought into their facility. So let's get to big if true. This can't be happening. Big. You can't be serious, man. If. Did, did he, he say, say that? that? True. History is going to change. The bottom line on the hottest opinions of the day. You cannot be serious. Tonight's Big If True comes to us from multiple people in the NFL. Mike Garofalo, I believe Brady Henderson had it as well. They are reporting that the Seahawks will be bringing in a pass rusher on a visit tomorrow to their facility, that being Shane Ray, former Denver Bronco, who is now out on the free agent market. Jake, you've been a big fan of Shane Ray and him possibly ending up in Seattle this offseason. When you hear that Ray is, in fact, coming in for a visit and the Seahawks having the amount of cap space that they have, does that get you hyped for a possible match here? Yeah, I, I think it does. For me, uh, he's one of the names that uh, you know hasn't been wildly thrown out. Uh, there's been some other candidates like uh, Ziggy Ansah, Derek Morgan, Nick Perry, uh, those are really the kind of the three names that really stand out to people right off the top in terms of the free agent market. And Shane Ray has kind of fallen off that list because although he came out swinging uh, his first two seasons with the Denver Broncos after he got drafted, having very, very productive years, uh, getting high sack totals, 10-plus uh, a season, his production then uh, dipped down significantly in 17 and 18, largely due to his injuries and injury concerns. And so right now for Shane Ray, his career is kind of on the downturn. And what, I, what I'm what i excited about Shane Ray, though, is that he is still a first-round talent. Uh, when he played against the Seahawks this season, uh, at the beginning of the year, he was still a significant player, a disruptor. And when you turned on that tape, he had an impact on the field. So if Shane Ray can stay healthy, he is a he is a all all uh, all of the first round talent that he is. Uh, it can can be a disruptor off the edge, can play the run well. I really like this this pick and and uh, this p- potential pickup. And at age twenty five, yeah, still young. very very young. And one of the things that as I've dived into Shane Ray and looked at looked him up, there's some off the field concerns. There, there's no doubt. But if you're talking about a redemption story, Seattle's the perfect place for him to get uh, to to uh, extract the very best from him. And Carol and, may be the perfect coach for ex- that. Too. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is 
he is very upset about how this went down for him personally. He's not blaming anybody else. He knows uh, that this was on him and his ability to stay healthy, but he hasn't lost confidence, and he still believes that he can be an impact player in this league and is out to prove a point. And so for me, that fires me up to have a young, motivated player, a very talented player come in and try and show the league that he's still got it. If you're looking at uh, soon-to-be street-free agents right now, so Shane Ray, Ziggy Ansa in there, is this an either-or situation for Seattle, or can you feasibly bring in both guys? Do they play the same role? Are they guys that uh, you would you would want both of them? I know that yeah. uh, Ray is a linebacker, but technically both helping that pass rush. Correct. Um, is this a position where you think they bring in two veterans? Yeah, they, they definitely will bring in two veterans. I, I'm very confident in that. They have the ability... Like Ziggy Ansah, his where his money range is going to be is going to be anywhere from seven million dollars, ten million dollars at the max. And what I would expect to see is either a two-year deal to spread the money out, or to see a one-year, a very incentivized deal for him. So it's all going to be off production. And for Shane Ray, he's in a different position because uh, Ziggy Ansah, when he plays, he's an elite defensive yeah. end in this league. He's proven that, um, and now he just needs to show that he can be healthy. For an entire season, Shane Ray, his production has dipped off, and so you can get him for a significantly cheaper price tag. Um, and so that's where I believe that you could get two two premier edge rushers uh, in that situation. And, and, and to answer your other question, uh, Stacy, is Ziggy is more of your true defensive end, or Shane Ray for the Denver Broncos? He was an outside linebacker, a three four outside linebacker, meaning that he was in a two point stance coming off the edge and was athletic enough to drop back into coverage. Uh, where Shane Ray is at, his, where he is most comfortable, is getting after the passer. So you could see him play a, a, you know, potentially that Sam linebacker role, the role that Bruce Irvin once had when he was here in Seattle. So I think that Shane could could fit into that that role very easily. Now Ray has a history of injuries in the NFL. He suffered a torn ligament in his wrist in 2017. He missed six to eight weeks, placed on IR that year. Um, he also had another wrist surgery in June of 2018. He's 25 years old. Uh, he also, I'm, I'm not positive that he's in the NFL drug testing program, but he did have an arrest for uh, possession of marijuana in 2015. So, if he is in the drug testing program, you got to make sure that he's staying on the straight and narrow as well. Um, do those? red flags or do those yellow flags, I guess you could say, did those make you pause at all at possibly adding Shane Ray to the Seahawks organization? Yeah, I think it adds pause, but I think they're going to do all the homework, and that's why they bring uh, Shane Ray on a visit, just like they did with Ziggy Ansah. Look, they know, they hear the concerns, and they've, they've, uh, they've been widely known about Ziggy's shoulder and also with Shane Ray and his injuries and, and his off-the-field uh, issues and and so they want to be able to talk to him up close and personal for the medical staff to be able to look at him up close and personal. So uh, they're not going to make a move unless they feel very comfortable with what they're dealing with and they feel like they have the support staff, the resources, the coaching staff that can get the best out of those players. Well, and I don't think that this is an organization in general. It's not that they don't shy away from risk. I mean, you never want to take a risk when there's more bad than good there. 
Um, but I think, you know, Jake, like you mentioned, it's an organization that might be particularly suited to someone looking for that second chance or a player coming off of a serious injury. And I think this is an organization that uh, while it waits for its, some of its younger players to catch up, um, is is looking to fill a very important hole, being that pass rusher defensive end side that uh, Frank Clark used to hold. And I think that, you know, in the time being, your options are limited. You can't go back in time to get a first rounder. Um, I think that the best options you have now are some of those veteran free agents that, that come with a bit of a higher price tag, but, um, you know, also come with that history of, uh, at least in the case of especially Ansa like a proven track record of being effective. I think every free agent that's available right now comes with their own red flags. Exactly. There's a reason that all of these guys are available. Exactly. If they didn't have these red flags, they would have been signed before the compensatory period uh, expired because you've got Indomitian Sue. People question his motor. Is he a guy that still wants to go out there and give it 100% every time he's out on the field? Right. Ziggy Ansah, like we talked about in four-down territory earlier tonight, he's got the shoulder issue, could be out until August. Shane Ray a guy who's had wrist injuries in his past. So, I mean, it's there are concerns with every free agent, regardless of what time of year you sign them. It's just that the ones that are available right now, I think, come with the biggest risk. Absolutely. And, and that's, it, like you said, you went down the list of guys, and there's a, a bag of things for each one. So it's, yep. a, it's a risk, but that's why you're able to get these players on a nice on a cheaper contract and that's why it's worth the worth the risk because um, the risk reward factor the reward is potentially way greater than the risk and so worst case scenario you bring in a player like Shane Ray and guess what LJ Collier and Rasheem Green they beat him out right and that's what you're looking for those guys to step up and answer the call to that and you feel comfortable rolling with those guys but then you also want Shane Ray to up his level of play and show that he has the elite ability still in him. So that's where it can work both ways for you. And hopefully for the Seahawks, whoever they identify, whoever they bring in as that veteran help in, in, in getting to the pass rusher or getting to the passer, uh, that those guys can step up and be major contributors for the Seahawks this season. It is your turn to answer the call. It's time for you to text us your <laughs> questions. 710-710. It's time to ask us anything. We've got answers for you. All you got to do is ask the questions. Curtis Rogers, Stacy Ross, Jake Eaps, right here, 710 ESPN Seattle. You're listening to Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacy Rost. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio on 710 ESPN Seattle. Thank you so much for stopping by here on this Thursday evening right here on Seattle Sports at Night. Curtis Rogers, Stacey Ross, Jake Heaps, all here with you in the flesh on your radio. We're not in the flesh Curtis, just get to the question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, but it is time for your questions here. It's time for you to ask us anything on the Coors Light text line, 710-710 is where we are reading your questions from. Stacy. what are you seeing out there? Jake, you tweeted earlier today about how someone at a fast food place was a hero from the 253. Jake, what fast food did you get today in regards to your tweet? Give me the meal breakdown. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it actually, <laughs> it's a great question. It, it wasn't for me. Uh, it was for my wife, my pregnant wife, and my son. Uh, it was jumbled. It was she wanted fries and a drink and then Jackson wanted something else on a meal and so I ordered them all separately 
which was very dumb of me. And the and the person who was taking my order was like, "So you want a number four? She's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah I do." That, she's like, "Yeah, it'll be cheaper that way." I was like, "Oh, thank you. Aww. You are absolutely right. Save me like." Three bucks. It was awesome. Shout out. But uh, that's happened to me multiple times. You know, when you just kind of get scatterbrained, you're like, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. It just A just, true American hero is yeah. someone who says, listen, exactly. save yourself two bucks because what you want is this. Exactly. And not all superheroes wear capes. So thank you. Thank I, you. I feel that Jack way about um, being at, if you go to Nordstrom and you're asking the counter, um, the person at the counter for like a skincare thing and they're like, honestly, you know what you should do instead of spending $100 like, dollars on oh. this is go to Amazon. Yeah, like yeah. Those people, I'm like, you are a real one. Mm. Okay. Uh, from well, the two oh oh Jake, you, your wife is expecting. Yes. What's the weirdest like food craving she's had? Because I believe it changes. Day. Yeah, it does. It a changes lot. a lot. The, the the hard thing is is that most of the time nothing sounds good to her. So the moment something sounds good, you're like, I gotta be, go get it. I gotta go get it. Like I I gotta make it happen. <laughs> so whether that's at like eleven at night or ten in the morning, it doesn't matter. Like it's what like this. She's got to eat. Uh, I, I gotta get I gotta get my next one, my number two, ready to go because we gotta we gotta get this 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 boy ready to go. Right? We can't just have him under undernourished. <laughs> so no, nothing right. weird. Yeah. Nothing from weird, the, Curtis. From it was two oh six. Kentucky Derby is this weekend. If you owned a racehorse, what would you name it? I already offered several. She did. Sea uh, Tac Sunrise. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Really Stacy came up one because I grew up in it. Sammamish, and Stacy came up with one. Uh, I would say it was like Martellus Bennett's uh, rap. Yeah, all right, fire flame, right? Mm-hmm. Emojis. Uh, Sammamish mammoth no, was a good one. The mammoth from oh, Sammamish. I butchered it. The mammoth Ugh. from Sammamish. Sorry, oh, ruining it. Sorry, but I, I was gonna so say hard. I was gonna say three peat because the triple crown and in high school. Went three three straight state champions. So I mean, three feet was a pretty See, good one. See, you already know which one you might choose. Curtis, what about you? Man, I don't. I'm from Kent, which one syllable? It, it, it doesn't have you. to be Kent. It could be. Um, well, so you, again, you doesn't. You could be like the Sultan from Kent. Here we or go. Like weird. Moves. I'm a kid from Kent. Yeah. My race starts to be a horse from Kent. Next question. <laughs> oh. Come on, C. Raj. Um, what movie needs a sequel? What movie? I can't think of one off the top of my head. I might, I might skip. See, the thing is about movies that don't have a sequel. It's they never need. They they don't need one. They stand. They're so good on their own. And most sequels are not good, with the exception of The Dark Knight, which was better than Batman Beyond. Yes, Mm, strong. I, I I do agree with you, but uh, I, I love Batman Begins. Uh, I got a tweet, which you can also tweet at us, by the way. At Stacy Rost, at JT Heaps Nine, at a kid from Kent. Uh, they're saying I'm expecting a kid from Kent to talk about that dream he had about Stacy last night. Now, it sounds weird. It does sound weird. <laughs> Hang with us for a second. It was a Wait very weird a dream. minute. Uh, so last night I dreamt that Stacy was she. I had a dream that she became super pretentious because she was dating somebody. Who hated, became pretentious. Yeah, she became pretentious because she was dating some dude who like hated sports and was like, oh, there's so much more important things out there. Oh. Talk about the world. And, and like Not my response guy. to you in my dream was, Stacy, like sports are what pays my paycheck. Like it's important to me. Okay. 
and we're going to do a show, and it's going to be important. So at one point, I had to call a meeting with our boss because I was like, yo, I cannot deal with Stacy right now. <laughs> like, I just can't do it. Which is fair. I feel like that's not a meeting that Salt would be surprised by <laughs> in general. Probably not. From the 253, fries, tots, or onion rings? Fries. Well, it depends where they're from. Yes. I don't uh, like Red Robin fries. Whoa. Well, I don't like steak fries. What? Oh, I know. Man. I'll Are see you myself out. Are you kidding me? Yo, I mean, no. I will eat like fries? six baskets of them, but what my can... preferred fry is like a McDonald's, a very thin, crispy, like the Shoestring? little... Shoestring? Okay. Shoestring fries. But the moment you attack Red Robin fries... Yeah. Is that your favorite, though? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> you can get oh, it, but no. they're a strong Have favorite. You You're going to get like Tony right now. Red Robin fries Red Robin fries are amazing. Yes. Really good. And I'm right there with you, C-Raj. Tots, to me, really, really good tots are hard to beat. Crispy. Really? Yes. Soggy tots are the worst. I will come back oh. next time with the, with the place, but uh, there is a place out in eastern Washington just before you branch off and you can go to Spokane or you can go through Royal City. Uh, and uh, I'm, sure I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, we'll but there's this kind of hole-in-the-wall place, and they serve the best tots ever. I I'll, never I'll think come to get tots, but I should because they're essentially tiny bite-sized hash browns. They're yeah. amazing. Burger King sells cheesy tots, which I like how this show at this hour always kinds of we always kind of find a we way to get back to fast food. We always end up with fast food. Which brought us last time, Jake, you weren't here, but Stacy and I we thought of a, a show within a show called Talking Bell. About, like, Taco Bell. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. From the 253, they just said, gross. <laughs> I wonder what uh, they're yeah. talking about. I don't, I think, I just, all of our food tastes. Yeah. Well, you know what? We got a fast deal food hater, it. and you got to deal with it. Exactly. And uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We will be back with you Monday. We got a whole week of shows, because the Mariners are going to be playing a lot of East Coast games yeah. uh, next week. So make Come sure for the Mariners. Stay for us. Exactly. So for Stacy Ross, Jake Heaps, and myself, Curtis Rogers, this is Seattle Sports Tonight on 710 ESPN Seattle.